0: everything felt wrong like everything Hmm. it was just i don't know how else to describe it it just it just felt wrong
1: this is a therapy for dads podcast i'm your host my name is travis i'm a therapist a dad a husband here at therapy for dads we're reclaiming the narrative of fatherhood one story at a time. You can follow the journey on Instagram at Therapy for Dads and our website, www.therapyfordads.com. Welcome.
0: I was student teaching at the time. Uh, I She was born in January, and then when I had spring break, I got an at-home DNA test and tested... daughter like the girl charlotte and she wasn't my child like the dna test came back i was not the father so i told rachel about that and it was just like everything in my mind then became like what what else is on the table like what else Mm. has been a lie because there was a pretty major lies that (laughs) had taken place so far for me, I know it's like a minor detail, but like student teaching was like a stressful time for me too. Cause yeah. it's like, this is what I, I was actually finally, I was finally becoming who I thought I was wanting. Like yeah. I thought that's who like that in my mind, Jay, the teacher was like my future, right. At that moment in my life, I was like 27, 28. I saw myself building that career. So I was just stressed going through that. Yeah. yeah. And then I got, I got that, I got those results. And then, uh, I knew I wasn't going to be able to live with myself if I didn't test the boys. Like I just knew it would always be a question and I needed an answer. So the the crazy thing about that was that um, when they do a DNA test, the one that I went through, they don't put a name to it. So the way that I did it was that I like did them both. I like uh, overnighted. Cause you, you mailed it in Sawyer's test. And then I regular mailed Elliot's, you know, Sawyer and me don't look anything alike, like, <laughs> but, but he looks like her and her family. So I kind of I had talked to myself into maybe Sawyer just looks like her and her family and Elliot, like, especially early on personality wise, we were twins. And then we look enough alike that like, I just, it was never in question. So I got Sawyer's back and I like, it, he's not my biological son. Um, and like, so I was, I was prepared for that because, you know, Charlotte wasn't sort of doesn't look like me. So like, it wasn't a shock. Uh, when I got Elliot's back, that one, the whole thing had been a lie. (laughs) Like that, Mm -hmm. I don't know what, I don't know which part hit harder that like that everything was a lie or that like this son that like I had that's like at at that point, like mine and Elliot's bond was like, I'm biased. Like I I had not met a father and son who like, I would have put on the same level as us. Like it was, we were just like, we were best friends from day one. So yeah, I was just, (laughs) I mean, what was that? To I was like I was maybe I was just about thirty maybe I was maybe I was just about thirty or twenty nine I just like I don't know finding that out was just I mean you don't know you don't know what to do with that information like I didn't like, you know, there was anger there was sadness there was like at that point Elliot was almost three and Sori was like just like you know, maybe like a year and a half.
1: Well, it's shocking, right? It's uh, I, I can't even imagine. I mean. I'm trying to Well, and, put myself and wrapped in up in all yeah. of that,
0: and like obviously, whoever's listening to this, it's like wrapped up in that is obviously my <laughs> my place in all of these decisions. So like, I right. I can't even be just mad at her. It's not mm-hmm. like oh she did this to me. I was like, well, you know, Jay, like and this is this is what my closest friends would be like. We're like, Jay, you kept you kept sleeping with her, man. Like, what were you thinking? Like, what? And so like, even that was like I felt ridiculously. St- stupid about the whole decision like everything that went into it like i just i felt i felt dumb i felt angry i i just i felt everything i just it was uh yeah i just i i don't know and then part of it was just like okay i just gotta i gotta get through uh, student teaching so i'll just i'll put this on the back burner for a little bit but at the same time it was like i have to decide what to do right mm. because yeah at that point i'm not the biological dad. So
1: yeah.
0: I've been raising these kids and in my mind, there was, there was honestly there. I could, I could tell you, and this is, you know, as transparent as I can be. There was not a single mm-hmm. minute that like, it was in question what I was going to do with Elliot. Like mm-hmm. he was almost three. We had spent those almost three years together, like daily and Sawyer, like he was a barely year old.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: in my mind, there was like a, there was like a day or two where it was like, he might not remember if I make this decision to just take Elliot and, and raise mm-hmm. Elliot that like, I don't know if Sawyer, if there's any impact on him.
1: I can't, I'm just, I'm trying to put myself in that situation with you, man. And it's really hard to, cause I I'll never fully be able to understand the weight of that. But I'm just, I'm even sensing just the weight of a decision of, I don't know, a whole world crashing of <laughs> while wow, yeah, you're angry for doing like doing this decision. But in your mind, these were still your biological children. It wasn't, a, there was never a question like, why would you right. ever think? And then you get the news. It's like, well, wait a second. Now, all these rush of emotions of the situation of the, I'm guessing, loss of like, wait a second and the, and the anger at yourself and her and the whole situation. And okay, I've spent three years with this child, a year with this child and invested and your first thought was, how can I not still be their father? No question in my mind.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. So it was no question about Elliot. And I, that's, you know, I, yeah. And then you know it took about two days and it was like you mm-hmm. know Sawyers Sawyer's part of this team too like' you know that's Sawyer's part of this family too so it was about two days and then I started I called a couple of lawyers and just mm. figured out what I needed to do to what I found out is that I had no legal rights <laughs> Surprising <laughs> that this nod, but you know my yeah. name was my name was on the birth certificate. So I, you know, in my mind, I might have had a little bit, and I was there at the yeah. birth. I was actually there at all three births. So like, that's crazy that I like legitimately saw them all be born. Um, but yeah. So then I, I talked to some lawyers, um, and we drew up parenting agreements. And it, 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 I, I will say that like one of the one of the most wild. Uh, things that has come out of it is that, and I honestly, I mean, you you can weigh in on this because you'll be able to give me your perspective, is there's almost a level of freedom in raising kids that aren't biologically mine because I have no, like, it takes nature completely out of the question. Like hmm. when I'm raising my kids, it's 100% nurture. Like there's none of my DNA in them. So I have like no, there's no bias there's no like oh they should be this or they should be good at yeah. math or they should be good at sports or they should be this there's 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 none of me in them really? it can it completely has freed me to just see them for who they are and i think that that's kind of a hard thing for some parents to do to kind of take themselves mm. out of the equation so in this like very beautifully tragic way it is like i think that's one of the greatest things that has come out of it it. yeah Yeah. because like i i don't need them to be like me at all like i think that Mm. i'm great but i think that Mm. they're great who they are too and there's no I, I'm just I'm doing my best to just let them see themselves and not need mm. to see themselves through me.
1: A buddy of mine who was actually on the podcast and uh, released the episode episode two, Sean Smith. Not the same story by any stretch, but a story where he was not the biological father mm. of twin boys, but chose to continue to be around for them to be their father figure. And now the boys are eighteen and. You know, just graduated high school. He got to share a bit about how they call him Sean, but he found out that they call him stepdad at school and all this stuff. And, and, um, one of them named him his hero. Mm-hmm. Right. And he, cause he's been around, like he's been consistent in their life and he's been father figure, a fatherly role in their life since they were two. Yeah. So for 16 years, he's been a father. And I think it, just even hearing your, a bit about your story is that, you know, biology is one thing. And yes, that's important. However, being there and showing up for your kids and being consistent and fighting for them is just, if not more powerful than just mere biology. Because there's plenty of mothers and fathers that have biological children that aren't really good mothers and fathers. <laughs> that are, te- And some are terrible. And even though they're biologically theirs, they are very... Poor representations, and hearing this reminds me a lot about Sean. And hearing how two dads, men like you and him, mm-hmm. you didn't have to stick around. You could have said, "Okay, well, I'm going to move on," because you, you had every right to, right? Both of you had every legal right to just say, "Okay, well, then I'm gone. I'm moving on, and letting that part of my life go." And but you both had these connections with these children, these boys, and said, "No, um, these are these are mine. Even these are." These are my my kids and you stuck around. Having meeting two of you, let alone one, <laughs> it just it just continues to show me just what people are capable of when they're willing to sacrifice for themselves and put the needs of others first, especially children, and saying, Hey, this is important that I'm here in their life and I'm and I'm doing this and I'm gonna fight for them. And fight to be in their life. So I just, I just want to say that I commend you just for the the, the, this, the commitment you made to these these children a long time ago. Even though you found out news about it that was just so shocking, and said, "But no, these are I have a bonding connection, and I'm not going to, I'm I'm staying here for the long haul, and I'm going to fight for them." Uh, deep, deep, and utter respect for you, my friend.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I appreciate that. I think that I think honestly, part of the reason I don't, it's not something I share right away, mm-hmm. is because I don't, I don't want it to come off as like me looking for sympathy uh i i can't i can't overstate just how transformative they have been for me like i think that when this is all said and done like they're going to have much more of an impact on maybe i don't know how you compare it right their impact on me is like i would not be who i am today without them like i think that that's that to me is like it's a perfect partnership. I know it's a weird way to describe kids, but like they make me amazing, and like I'm doing my best to keep them amazing because they came out amazing. Like I, that's like the that's like the humility part, like the humbling part of like not biologically being connected. Is that like anything that anything that they have. They came out with themselves. I did not do anything. I just, you know, and I think that, like, you know, the way that I raise them is beneficial, and I think that right. the way that we talk to each other and the way that we treat each other is is definitely uh, beneficial for them in the long run. Mm-hmm. But, but to be fair, like they they've taught me, like like Sawyer, mm-hmm. the younger one, has taught me how to how to love differently, how to how to mm-hmm. slow down. Like he just moves a different. He moves at his own speed. Elliot has really shown me a lot of just how dynamic emotions can be. Like mm-hmm. he's a more emotionally volatile, but I think that he also pushes the, like pushes the boundaries for me on like, what it, like, I think that it's like, what it means to be a good kid, hmm. right? Because he's so smart and he's, he he likes to play and he, he has a good imagination, but like he can also be pretty bossy and he can be hmm. kind of rude to his friends. And at the root of it, I just know he's, he's trying to find his place. And I think that like hmm. seeing it, in a lot of ways, I see a lot of me in Elliot. Like when I when I think of like my childhood memories and like my like if I put myself in his shoes, I'm like that's like honestly why I think that he and I get along so well. Hmm. We also butt heads very very often, but like that's like yeah. one of the things that when we talk, like I'll give you an example is that like sometimes when he gets mad, he like hmm. builds it up and then like hmm. takes it out on somebody and then he'll like see that the other person isn't he sees what he's doing and then he continues to push he has that moment that he could like cool himself off but he doesn't there have been times that you know when when i'm angry it you almost like feel like it feels good to pour more gasoline on the fire
1: <laughs>
0: there have been times that like i'm like ellie i know exactly how you feel like i and i, I describe it to him and you can just see in his eyes, like, wow, like, you do get it. Like, <laughs> that's exactly how And I feel like that's there's, there's times like that, that like, I think our connection is very mm. deep, because I see so much of him trying to find his place in the world. I felt I feel that I, sometimes I still feel that, but I felt that real hard as a kid, man, that I, yeah. I feel him very deeply.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it even goes to show that uh, the bond you've created with him and and your personalities, how they are, there are likenesses between you two that you said this earlier, that it's a good example of pure nurture, Mm -hmm. that there's no nature involved here with your boys. And and in one sense, you said it gave you freedom as as well as you're able to really see that what you're pouring into them from your perspective in your world, and your context, that you're really seeing just your relation, your utter relationship with them is all nurture. And it's all what you're modeling And showing up, and you get to witness that, and also see that you have some similarities, and it reminds of your childhood, and um, which is a fascinating. Thought, think about that. Okay, yes, this kid is not biologically yours, but you're seeing so many different, so many similarities between something you could argue maybe shouldn't be, but there are. And he's showing you and growing you as a man, showing you as a father, and showing you kind of how to how to be a better father, a better man, and to understand emotions and all like all the things you said. And so you you come from this context of poor decisions and then a lot of a lot of (laughs) stuff wrapped in lies and and you know. Uh, and, and finding out, I just I can't even. Just like just shocking ways, and then doing these tests and waiting and getting them back, and then having these mixed of emotions, and then coming out now year, years later. And now you have these two wonderful relationship with your the two boys. And it sounds like with uh, Charlotte, you decided not to. It's I think that's what I'm so, hearing, right? Because like the, the she was so young, thing, she was like just born.
0: Yeah, so she was two months old. And it, and it, and okay. honestly, the 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 story like. If if I ever get them to sign off rights, this is going to be how I make my millions is selling this script to like Netflix mm-hmm. for a series. But like so mm-hmm. the so Charlotte's dad is actually back in the picture, that, and that's who Rachel uh, that that they live together. Um, okay, and they have another one underneath, so they have okay. two children together and they live together. So like okay. the whole the whole thing is just a, it's like I would have to draw you a map, but it would, <laughs> well, we could do a
1: genogram later. do If you know about a genogram, we could do that. Yeah.
0: Uh, but I mean, so yeah, draw. but, but yeah, so now, you know, when we split time, that's where they go and it's, yeah. it's, you know, it, we, we, we make it work. It's we, we, yeah, we've gotten, we have gotten to a point where we are as much on the same page as we'll ever be, or maybe as that we have yeah. ever been. I, I, I still have hope that'll, that yeah. we'll both be able to grow and, um, move towards continue. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so, and my hope is that you do too. My hope is that you're able to continue to grow with her. And, and it, it sounds like from seeing some of your content out there that it has gotten better, but there's always room for improvement. And so I'd like to ask this kind of, as we start to close up this episode, two things. One, we talked about a really crazy difficult season of your life and beautiful. But I'm wondering right now, what is, what's like the one most rewarding thing?
0: I think that honestly, in a, in a very real sense, I see them getting to live like the best, the best parts of childhood. Like they, like we have a really good, like we live, we have a house. uh, There's two kids that live next door to us. There's a girl on the other side that she comes back for the summer. There's a boy across the street who's eight and then two kids down the street. The neighborhood is safe. Uh, We we have a, and like, you know, there's usually people out and about and they just get to like, you know, today they were playing outside for probably like five or six hours or like playing with Mm. friends for like five or six hours. And
1: yeah.
0: And like my house is a house that, you know, the kids feel safe being in. Right. And like, the cool Mm. thing is, is that like everybody else come, like they're all like two parent households. Right. And I'm the single dad, but like even the other parents feel safe with their kids, like coming here mm-hmm. they know me they like my kids so it's, it's really just being able to watch my kids like have like this like full on it, it just I, I I was a 90s kid right like I was born in 88 yeah. I grew up in the 90s like when you you call your mom from like you know your friend's house phone and be like hey mom mm-hmm. I'm over at Tyler's I'll be here for a couple hours mm-hmm. and like my yeah. kids are like starting to get that even at five and seven and it's just yeah for me there's just there's adventure mm-hmm. in that like I, I love the sandline I love the Goonies I feel like there's just like there's an advent- <laughs> there's adventure in their life yeah. right now and even yeah. like especially coming out of covid and like yeah. being locked down I think that like just seeing mm-hmm. them like have like a real fun childhood it's just it's so cool mm-hmm. as the dad it's like it, I don't know if my mom was as happy but it, it's very cool to see them yeah. just get get that kind of life
1: it's super rewarding right mm-hmm. for you to see them live this life and you get to witness it yeah. as a dad and get to see and be a part of it and see them have adventures. And I, I love the Goonies reference. That. And I grew up <laughs> in the 90s. I was a little, right. little before you and I was 84. So a little, you know, a little older, but still, yeah, 90s and games yeah. and all that stuff was my life and playing outside and calling yeah. friends on landlines and, <laughs> yeah. and and and... I mean, that was my life and and staying out all day until dark and then coming home and and to see that now. And what a rewarding time you get to kind of in a way you see your glimpses of your childhood Mm -hmm. of like, oh, man, that's what I did. And that was so great. And you get to enjoy their time and you get to celebrate with them and hear their stories of the adventures they go on. And and what a wonderful, what a wonderful season to be in as a dad and to be able to experience this, that you made a choice that now because of the choice you decided to say you now get to witness this, Mm -hmm. this beautiful season of life with with these children if you chose to leave you wouldn't add this it would have been you would have been a different jay today different story
0: i wouldn't be as fulfilled like i just they mm-hmm. they, they gave me a purpose and it took mm-hmm. me you know i did i taught for two years and that didn't work out and i thought that was ruined but in, where i'm at now like where i'm at with coaching and where i'm at like i'm making a life like, I, I think, that, you know, there's like this there's this uh, live John Mayer uh, album and he, he has this line, you make things happen for yourself. It's like it's a really cool feeling. Like, you know, he's 30 years old and I made things happen for myself. You know, I, I had gone to school and I had, you know got my teaching degree, but I think that like building up a business and like working from home and like seeing my kids play over here. And like me working on the computer, getting like clients and things like that. It's just like, I'm building something while I'm building a life. Like I'm building, I'm like, to me, it's, we could talk about this at mm-hmm. a different time too, like legacy. I'm like To me, I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm building a legacy.
1: And you are, you are building a legacy because of your choices that they're part of that legacy that mm-hmm. these two children. And so as we kind of close out, what I'd like to ask is what is, what's one message that you would want your boys to know?
0: Oh man. Um, I like how you didn't prep me for these at all. These <laughs> these are important questions. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so no, I, honestly, I you do think it's out of love, and like you can't get mm-hmm. it wrong. Like that's to me, like you know, with everything that's happened in the last you know two years, especially when mm-hmm. when things are done out of love, you just you can't go, you can't you can't fail, especially like when you like, and you could get into the whole what is love, and like you know if you really love somebody and all of that in
1: like one sentence how would you define love oh,
0: okay so i actually i have done this before i i yeah to me it's it's wanting the best for somebody else regardless of what it means for you
1: boom i yeah. love that so <laughs> that, yeah i could you know that's wonderful and I, I go to a quote from which is exactly what you said I don't know if you read him his name's Thomas Merton he was a Gethsemane monk you know I love reading okay. different people like that philosophers and and uh, he said you know to love well is to will the good of the other mm, yeah but I love your definition of it's just one of the best it's like a sacrificing for someone that you're willing to lay your life down for this person that's love that's like a much deep deeply rooted love and that's great you need to put that somewhere <laughs> and, you know you need to get it out there. Maybe you yeah, have. maybe you got it out there already. But I, I, <laughs> I realize
0: it's like the yeah, maybe maybe what I say to people, people other people want to hear. I think that that's a, that's a, yeah. that is another uh, bridge I'm crossing. Is that like, oh wow, people actually like what I say. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I need to just believe it a little bit. Yeah. But No, it's uh, but no, I think that like, to me that's what. So if I can give them something like that, like that's that to me that's a big one. And to me, saying it out loud now is, like, I it is going to be very interesting to see their their two personalities tackle that idea of love. Because mm. Sawyer, it just seems to come so naturally. And Elliot is so calculated. But I think that, like, when he finds love, he might find it more rare. Like, he might not find it as easily. But, like, when he finds it, it's going to be... He's going to feel so seen. And that's that's what I want mm. for him, right? He needs... He needs people in his life that are going to see him for him and not.
1: I love that's powerful to be seen. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's deep, right. To be seen for who he is and accepted and loved. And the cool thing is you get to be that for him. You get to model that. Yeah. I'm doing man. I'm doing it. Keep doing, man. And gosh, I mean, I could keep talking to you forever. (laughs) It's already been just, it's just over an hour. I'm like, man, we gotta, we can keep talking. Um, We're definitely going to have, much more conversations but for the sake of this conversation i think what a wonderful way to wrap it up And, and say that one more time love is what what is love
0: uh love is wanting the best for someone else regardless of what it means for you
1: so what a way to end man I appreciate you and and real quick plug your plug your uh, Instagram so everyone knows what it is and I'll plug it up when I post this but what's your Instagram handle yeah so
0: my handle is just J Skibbins uh, my name mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm a parent coach so like you know it's funny that that didn't even come up
1: <laughs> but, <laughs> well, <laughs> but welcome I mean, to my podcast but, man <laughs>
0: but no but that's what I'm saying. Like, so I think that for me, like, there's nothing that people are going to tell me or there's nothing that, that that you have gone through. If you're the listener, that like, it's going to shock me, right? Like that's, mm-hmm. that's what my yeah. life brings to the table. I have, I have experienced right. that I'm doing great. I've, I've lived through all of that and I, I'm thriving. Totally. So oh, I you totally are thriving. So I, I see yeah. that that's the possibility for everybody. So I don't, I, when they come to the table, it's not like I'm like nothing, nothing's going to shock me. Yeah. And I, so it's really, I just, I want people to. See, like, feel seen, like that. for 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 my sons, for everybody. I just mm. the more you can be yourself, the more you can be your true self as a parent. That's yeah. gonna be that's that's what it takes. It's just. You got to break through a lot of a lot of different things to get
1: there. Dude, well said. Well, everyone check him out uh, at Jay Skibbons. Um, He's on Instagram. He's a parent coach. He's a great guy. He's come. He's gone through a lot. And Jay, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And I can't wait to have you on probably three, four, five, six. Let's do it again, man. We'll have have a we'll have a mini series because we we could just keep talking. But thanks again, man. Have a great rest of your night.
0: Thanks,
1: man. You too. See ya. Thanks for joining and listening today. Please leave a comment and review the show. Dads are tough, but not tough enough to do this fatherhood thing alone.